This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so it's welcome to the fantastic uh, Kerry Dixon, Chelsea legend, of course, for this week's preview show. How are you doing, Kerry? I'm doing very well, thanks, Dave. Excellent stuff. Good, good to see you last weekend, of course, and what a fantastic day that was. But before we uh, have a little chat about that, um, obviously we've got Southampton coming up this weekend. And, of course, yes. you ended up playing there after you left us. So I, I wonder what your memories of that was. Um. Well, I've got to say, they weren't great memories in terms of what happened in the football. Um, in terms of the people of Southampton and the place, it was very nice. Um, the people were, were lovely. And it, and it's all, it was, and I assume it still is, a very lovely, well-run club. In terms of the football, um, I was injured for about three months of my seven months down there. Um, I only played 12 games, two goals. Um, tied up again with David Speedy. Um, who, of course, uh, older Chelsea fans will know was my strike partner of, in our heyday at Chelsea. Um, but it didn't quite pan out as uh, the heady days of uh, our first experience. So, no, um, not great memories. I left, of course, after that seven months ago alone at Luton, where I spent, ended up spending two and a half years. So, um, not great memories. But in terms of the football, there was one encounter where... Um, I come back to Stamford Bridge and I was substitute for Southampton and uh, once again Chelsea fans were magnificent um, in seeing my name as I warmed up um, as a substitute for Southampton but uh, other than that not many great memories You you said something actually hilarious in in the Q&A that we did at the uh, Supporters Trust meeting uh, last Sunday that uh, you know had you known that uh, your multi-million pound replacements were going to be Robert Fleck and Mick Harford, you might have you might have stayed a bit longer. Yeah, I mean that was just uh, one of them uh, ad-lib comments that you make um, when you look at a situation. And uh, and I know who who knows what might have uh, what might have happened, uh, but the decision was uh, was made, and um, 
it was it went the way it was. You know, I sometimes think that life is uh, mapped out for you and your destiny is what it is. Um, that yeah. was mine. But uh, as I said, if I could change it, then uh, possibly with hindsight, I might well have done. Well, I think many of us. I mean, to be fair, Kerry, it got a good laugh at the meeting. But I think the other the other point being was, of course, that had you, had you stayed, you might have uh, made that record a little bit harder for Super Frank to reach. Well, that that was my aim. I mean, that would have been the aim. Um, to be honest, uh, at the time it was all about chasing Bobby Tambridge's record and uh, getting past yeah, Bobby, but uh, it wasn't to be. And uh, as you've already said, along comes Super Frank and beat us both. So there it is. Cool. Um, obviously, let's talk a little bit about last Sunday because it, it was it was a really fantastic performance against Man United, and we were all we were all still grinning hours after it. I think I think the main thing, you know, I know I know you quite uh, forcefully said, and I think quite rightly actually last week that formations don't win games, players do. But I think a lot of us did see it as some sort of a test to see if we could, uh, you know, d- you know, cut it against a better side. And I think it's clearly obvious that we passed that test with flying colours. Do you think? Yes, but before we uh, wallow in, uh, well, <laughs> actually get carried away with that particular performance and, and, you know, the way we played and the way Manchester United played, we were quickly brought back down to earth in midweek. And it's pretty much, all right, whether you say players change or whatever, um, you've still got to go out and win games. That pretty much in itself tells you a little bit about formation because the formation was exactly the same. Um, yeah. or it's it meant to be and uh, it was a totally different performance and you know um, people are still going to argue well the formation will go back to being what it is and the proper players will come back in so normal service will be resumed well we will be mm. um, I still say it's players um, that win games not formations it's how you play um, whether you're good enough and, and whether you perform on the day I think for all the reasons last weekend, um, the hype surrounding Jose, Matthew Harding coming back, Manchester United at home, recent performance, everything about it uh, was hyped up to the Chelsea players that performed on the day, getting an extra 10% out of uh, out of themselves or finding something extra. Um, where it all falls down, of course, is players failing to find that extra week in, week out. And that's the difference between failure and uh, and winning. And, and then it's a very thin line. And the people who are um, regular and perform regular become great players. They go on to be for, uh, good to great. And the players that are inconsistent become failure. Mm, that's a really good point. I mean, talking of players, mate, um, you know, one lad who, who had a, I mean, an utterly horrendous dip in form for reasons that I suspect we'll never know, uh, last season was was Nemanja Matic, and I mean I remember you mentioned last Sunday that you thought he was your man of the match, and I, and I, you know I, I would I would find it hard to disagree. Um, you know what what do you think's helped him? You know, kind of rejuvenate his Chelsea career. I'm not really sure, and I'm not also once again not going to get carried away by one performance. I thought uh, mm. his first season back, I thought he was great, and uh, everyone was raving about him and what he does for the club, featured on various football outlets and shows that and people saying this is what he did, this is what he didn't do. Um, then, of course, he was being knocked, when everyone was being knocked, because the results weren't right, and it was everyone's fault, and he was one of the ones. Um, I don't necessarily think it was, um, but there, as I've already said, the, the 10% that you need to become a great and, and play regularly on, on a consistent basis wasn't there last year. It, wasn't, it was an up-and-down um, form in lots of players. He was one. I think that he's a 
very good player, and I think he's one that has to concentrate and he has to get the best and find that 10% in every game. And uh, I think he was one of the ones that found it. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's a standout player going forward. I think he is a defensive midfield player. He doesn't get goals. He doesn't give you anything extra. We've also got Kante in there doing a similar role. And if they're both on form defensively, we should be sound. Um, everyone in the team has got to do their bit. But I saw something on Matic from Matic, and he was playing more intelligent passes. He was actually attempting to get in the box when Kante was sitting. It wasn't just that defensive role. And I saw a little bit more against Manchester United. And, uh, you know, as I've said, if anyone who listens to me, I'll ball them terribly on, on, on the defensive midfield player and what they should do. They should offer a little bit more. It's not enough to the team to just sit in front of the back four and do nothing. They've got to offer a little bit more creative wise. No good saying the centre forward's not scoring. No good saying the uh, various midfield players aren't getting forward and doing stuff when you've got one, let alone two players just sitting in front of the back four. Mm. I think that's a really good point, mate. I, I mean, I'll tell you what I, I, I think about Matic. I think that... Uh... What I see is is a more liberated and a more confident player, and I, I you know, certainly than we saw last year. And he, and he does strike me as perhaps, you know, one of those kind of players that needs a bit of encouragement and an arm around him. And I just wonder how much of a part Conte has played in that. Well, uh, when you come to management, and you know, I, I always say that managers can't really make the players so much better, but what they can do. Um, is without doubt give them that little bit more confidence in themselves, give them that feeling of wanting, uh, of being wanted, give them the feeling of yes, you will be in the team, even if you have a dip in form, we'll give you a, we'll cut you some slack, and it just gives you that little bit more confidence. Managers who leave you out, take you off, sub you, continually um, rotate you, as such as the, is the term they use that does, tend to not be able to get something out of someone when they want it, you know, because the feeling of uh, need and, and want is not there. And, you know, you look at all the players who, who become from good, I've said it again, to great. They're the players that play regular. And it, and it all goes together, you know, them playing better, them feeling needed, them being the ones on the team sheet to go on to be great. You look for our, our history and our team. Uh, our teams, if you like, it's the ones that play regular. It's the ones that always feel wanted. The ones that hardly ever get subbed, they're the greats. And it's all these others. If you want to be a great, first and foremost, get yourself playing on a regular basis, playing well. Stay in the side. Don't be rotated. Don't be substituted. Then all of a sudden, if the team is successful, you're part of a great team. You might even be great yourself. It's mm, a really good point, that mate. And actually, it links in quite. Uh, quite nicely to what I want to talk about next, really, which is a little bit about the West Ham game. And I think you alluded to it before. Uh, but, you know, Conte certainly made some changes. And uh, we saw a very different performance, certainly in the first half uh, against West Ham, than we did again in, in the whole game against Man United. Do you think he was right to make those changes? <laughs> again, without running the risk of repeating myself, football is a results game. And mm. if you make changes and you lose the game... <laughs> It answers itself. Um, it wasn't right. Uh, my own idea of it all is, if you're in a competition and you're serious about winning it, then you play the team that you think will win the game. Um, you play the team that you thought would win the game, and it didn't win the game. So you, so in terms of a management decision, it was wrong. Um, mm. try, lots of managers do it. And you pay the consequence of your team's results. If, we, if he was to do that and play what he now might consider the wrong team, and I'm not saying he does, he might think it was the right team because... The view of the league, you see how they get out of it. They say, well, we had to rest a few players. We can't keep playing two games a week. Well, I, I, I can never get the head around that one either. 
um, two games a week. He used to love it. But nevertheless, he played a team and it lost. Um, and mm. Chelsea fans would be a little bit disappointed if, and I always say, if managers won't ever do it, would come out and actually say, and, and the club would come out and say, um, we're not really interested in this competition, so we're going to play the kids. At least supporters, at least fans, at least everyone everywhere um, would, would know that Chelsea will play the kids. Arsenal used to do exactly that and in the in the League Cup and, and various less, what they call lesser competitions. And they used to play the kids, perhaps they still do. Um, people are now starting to rotate. How much they rotate? Do they get it right? Do you want to win the competition or not? If so, go out and win the competition. Don't half do it or half bake it, say giving you squad rotation and all the rest of it. Because if the squad loses, then the squad isn't good enough. Mm. I think I think that's a good point. I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, as a Chelsea supporter, obviously, you know, I, I want to see the club win as many trophies as, as we can because it's it's a great journey and it's a, it's a great day out if you get to Wembley. Um, but one of the things that uh, you know I, I thought was quite interesting was uh, the amount of flack that JT seemed to be getting after the game, and you know he was brought back in after being out, you know, with injury for a few weeks. And I think quite naturally, a you know he would have been a bit off the pace because he's been out injured. And secondly, of course, you know it was playing with players that he's not used to playing in week in week out, possibly, and and also a change of system. So and also he's thirty five, Kerry. So. I think the flat was a bit unfair, but on the other side of the coin, you know, the man who I think celebrates his debut with us today, uh, going way, way, way back, of course, um, it does bring a question mark of how, how long JT's got at the club and playing at that top level. I mean, do you think that's a fair point? Not really. I think every time JT has an average game, every, everything that you've mentioned will be questioned. I think, yeah. you know, people will continually question his age. People say, oh, he's over the top, he's finished, he's had enough. Up until his injury a little while ago, um, before his uh, absence, JT was playing very well indeed. And people were saying JT's first name on the sheet again. They were looking at the form of Gary Cale. They were saying that uh, um, who will play with JT? He's definitely got another year and so on. Um, Then, of course, you're out. The team does quite well. Um, You come back in, the team loses. And it's your fault because you're 35 and everything else. How long can he go on and all the rest of it? If If he gets left out of the team at the weekend... Um, and they get beat 3-0, and we bring back JT and all the rest of it. It's, you know, it's a sign of the times, it's the latest result. Yeah. And the old, the old saying, you're only as good as your last game, uh, it was there for a reason. You know, these old sayings, mm. uh, you know, people say them, and it's exactly true. You can go back years and years, you're as good as your last game. So if you've had an average one, you've got to make sure next time you play, you better have a good one. And, and, the team, and, and, and that's how it all works. You know, that, that's football, and that's how you're judged. JT will know that. I'm not saying that he was the only one um, that was below average. I'm not even saying he was below average. But the team lost. So then people start looking at why the team lost and people start looking at who played well and who didn't play well. And when the team loses, the best players are usually the ones who are not playing at all. Yeah, <laughs> would have been a good one to miss, maybe. I mean, I, you know, I, I totally agree with you, mate. I think the criticism levelled at him is indicative of the time, you know, the world that we live in now, where there's these, these kind of gut, visceral reactions immediately after something happens. Um, and I think, you know, you can't just point the finger at JT. You need to look at, you know, who he was playing with, where they were playing, all sorts of other things. And I've always said this uh, as a, a great, you know, Rob Shepard's a, a great old mate of mine. And of course, you know, he knows Terry Venables very well back in the day. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. And uh, I've always remembered what Rob told me about a conversation he had with uh, with Terry about uh, JT. And he said that JT's got the best first touch of an English player he has seen, certainly an English defender. And, you know, I think that JT can play in that, you know, the kind of the the central uh, centre-back in a more kind of sweeping role. He's never had pace as a player. He think you know, he's got a yard on his head and, uh, and, you know, you just can't discount his leadership qualities either. So... I don't think I, I think there's life in the old dog yet, mate. That's for sure. Well, let's uh, let's just agree on that one. Um, I think there is life. <laughs> JT will be part of it, and you know, if he plays, he plays. Who doesn't play, doesn't play. He'll get his game time. Um, I'm not one for scapegoats. If a person is continually no. playing poorly in the team and the team aren't getting results, then there will be changes, and ultimately, as everyone knows, the manager will get changed. We all know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Team has to win. And the manager has to pick the team to win. You know, JT's part of our squad, and he'll play some some great games between now and the end of the season. Yeah, and he'll have one or two average ones as well, just like every other human being. Yeah, exactly. E- even I don't do everything perfectly every minute, Kerry. I know it's amazing to you know sure that, don't? but it's true. I know. Well, no, I checked, and apparently it's true. But uh, you know, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I mean, you'll know this better than most, actually, because you, you've always had a fantastic relationship with Chelsea supporters. Uh, you know, on and off the pitch. And actually, we're we're a fairly tolerant bunch. And at the end of the day, the, the one thing that we we want and we expect is a hundred percent from anybody who plays in a blue shirt. You know, you can have a bad game, you can you can north it up, but as long as you give a hundred percent, we'll forgive you for pretty much anything. And uh, you know, I think that's absolutely true of JT, who's been the embodiment of commitment for the Blue Cause for every game he's played. So. You know, I don't. I, I think there's life in him yet, as I said. Anyway, we should move on to the to the Southampton game. Um, it's going to be quite a tough game, I think. I mean, you know, we got a tight win against them last year in the last few minutes, as I recall. And of course, they they pretty soundly beat us when when they played the home match earlier than that. 
Um, but actually, if you, if you kind of drill down a bit further, our, our recent record against them, both home and away, is actually pretty good. Um, but anyway, I mean, what are your first initial thoughts about that? Tough game? Yeah, it's a tough game. Um, at the moment, I think Chelsea are very much finding their feet. And they've got to bounce back from a poor result in the cup in, in the week, uh, which is which is vital. Um, you know, as the as the heat gathers on any team, you look at Jose Mourinho, for example, I'll come back to Southampton, but you look at him, had to win against Manchester City. Not many people, I don't know who was favourites, he put out a first, virtually a first team. And, yeah. you know, he won the game 1-0. So, never mind. Chelsea will have to bounce back. Um, people will be looking for a reaction. They will quickly forget about the cup until the next round comes along. They'll say, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. But we have to bounce back in the league and we have to maintain what what was started a little while ago that certainly uh, was shown in the Manchester United game last weekend. And uh, we have to stay in contention at the top. You know, to justify the results of the cup, you have to then go and win your games. If, if, if people were to turn around and say, oh, it's only the League Cup, all right, we're out of that. Well, I've already said I don't go along with that. If the excuse is, well, we put out our strongest team in the league, what's the excuse after that? You know, we've got to go out and win. And the games against Southampton, no disrespect to Southampton, if you're going to win the league and you're going to be in contention, you're going to be playing in Europe against the Bayern Munich, against the Barcelonas and so on, you're going to be one of the best in the world, you've got to be beating Southampton, whether it be home or away. So, you know, tough game. Yes, all games are tough, um, but we've got to win. Um, um, what team he picked is what team he picked. It doesn't really matter. Everyone tells us you can't have it both ways. It's a squad game, so the squad has to be good enough. And the squad and the team that he puts out tomorrow has to win the game. And whether it's a lucky game, an unlucky game, a scoring game, a tight game, a boring game uh, for Chelsea fans. And uh, we want to see an exciting game. Chelsea winning by loads of goals. Um, you get them about four or five a season. The reality is it doesn't really matter how we win at the moment as long as we stay in contention. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also very much important for, for the confidence of the team, you know, as they go through this kind of transition, certainly with Conte. Um, I tell, just a very quick kind of, you know, tangential chat, really, about Charlie Austin, who's, you know, done pretty well for Southampton since they bought him. And it intrigues me because, you know, there were rumours flying around, uh, you know, during the the winter transfer window last year, that we we may we may well have been in for him, um, but I, I I don't. There's something that really appeals to me about Charlie Austin because of course he came from non-league and the, I don't know. He, he look he's a bit of a throwback as far as I'm concerned. I'd be interesting to see what you think of him and if you rate him very much. I think he's done well. Um, whether it be the answer at a club pushing for top honours or not remains to be seen. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, he's come from where he's come from. It doesn't really matter. It's, you know, Jamie Vardy come from where he come from, but he yeah. reached the top. Charlie Austin has played for England. I, I think he has, or he's certainly been in the squad. I know yeah, that. I think he did. He whether, made whether one he, appearance. Whether he got an appearance, yeah, whether he got an appearance or not, I'm not sure. Um, but, but certainly he was in the squad when they were talking about various other strikers. Um, he's done very well for himself. Uh what do I rate him? Yes, of course, he's played in the Premier League. I'm not going to knock players. You know, you know, there's only so many great players and there's only so many good players. And anyone who's played in the Premier League and, and represented your country, you know, he's it, it, done very well for himself and, and he's decent. Um, I still think that he probably wouldn't be a regular for us. I think Diego Costa would take, take some shifting. And if we were yeah. to have bought him, I think he would be a bit part player probably he'd get his chance and it would all be a case of how he done 
with Southampton slightly different. He's got his chance, scored a few goals, and that's all you can do at any team. Yeah. Um, take take your opportunity in whatever position you're in. He's done that, so he's managed to say to the manager, I'm at least part of the rotation and I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. your thoughts every week. Whether he should trouble us or not, yes, he gets goals. He could trouble us if we're not on our on a going day. Uh, but if we're on a going day, I think that uh, our defenders should be able to cope. I mean, you know, Redmond, I think, is also probably more likely to start, and he, he he's he's quite a threat as well. Scored in his last couple of games, but you know, moving it on more to Chelsea, do you think do you think that Conte is going to start the same side that he started against Man United with? Well, that's normally what they turn back to because everyone will get carried away that that's the side. Oh, this is the team that we've had one really good result, um, and this is the best team we've got. I don't necessarily go in with that. I mean, if JT was to play, I don't with with, with the other ten. And I'm not saying that he should or he shouldn't play, but if he were to, I don't see a whole heap of difference. Again, who, who would you, who, who would go out play. for JT? Well, listen, it, it's what you bring and what 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 is added and what's taken away. Does Aspilicueta, you know, he's playing on that right hand side? Could Gary Cale go back over that side? JT come here? Would Gary Cale give you that Aspilicueta threat down the right hand side? David Luiz would appear to be one who can play that little bit more, but I wouldn't have said he could play any more than uh, JT on the ball. He does offer a threat. It's all about how you see what you get out of your team. You know, maybe the way that Conte, and, you know, I'm still believing that Conte's fell in this formation. Um, I think he has yeah. played the formation with different players, but I think he's actually fell into this situation and it's worked and he's sticking with it. And who would blame him? Um, it doesn't matter who's in it. It's working and I'm a big believer in if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's not broke at yeah. the moment. So he's not going to fix it. Totally. Um, so I think he'll leave it is what it is. Don't start tinkering with a good thing because all of a sudden the cracks will appear. Um, mm. So I think he'll stay with Azpilicueta and I think JT will be out. So in answer to your question, in a long-winded way, I think he'll probably, barring injuries or suspensions, which I don't think there are any, he'll revert back to the side to play with United, yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I, I, other than, you know, the JT issue as to whether he comes back in or not, I think, you know, the other choice really is probably between Pedro and William, I would have thought, because, I, I, you know, as, as you quite rightly said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think I think particularly for Conte at the moment, what he, what he probably wants to do is to really establish what his best side is. And I think he's, at the moment, on paper, it's looking like he's getting close to it. Well, there's nothing wrong with competition for places. Pedro, William, mm. um, you know, Pedro would feel hard done by. He's been in the game last week, won 4 0, scored the first goal, uh, been Played part well. of a side that's won 4. Why should he get left out? You can yeah. throw out in rotation and all that, but we've already discussed um, managers can make a player feel unwanted and unhappy if that be the case. William will be far more willing to accept. The fact that, OK, the player is possibly playing in my position or a position that I would play, has scored last week, they won 4 0. I'll be happy to be on the bench rather than Pedro. So my guess is it will be exactly the same side. Yeah. I, I'm pretty, you know, you know I'd, I'd certainly, I, I'd be surprised if he made changes, to be honest, after last Sunday. So I, I, I kind of, like you, expect that it'll be the same side. So we ought to really have a think about how we think it might go. And uh, just a couple of things to mention. Uh, Saints are actually unbeaten in their last nine at home. And here's a really interesting uh, stat, and I think it links into what you were, we were saying last week, which is, or we were saying last week on the on the fancast that, 
you know, none of us really looked at the table at all this season, which is unheard of. And then suddenly we're we're fourth, but one point off the lead. And it was like, how did that happen? But actually, Chelsea have taken eight more points from their first nine games uh, this season than they did last season. And that, that's actually the biggest improvement by any Premier League side this season. So, you know, I think if you look at it with the big picture, we're certainly making some decent progress. So all signs are that it's going to be a, a pretty tight match, I think, Kerry. Well, it's going to be a tight match, and listen, progress is progress. Um, people can throw a stat around wherever they want. Um, no one needs a stat like that to actually tell us we're better than we were last year. The team is fragmented, <laughs> destroyed, true. and not playing very well. You know, um, <laughs> we are in contention. And, you know, last season was a bit of a debacle. So, yeah. uh, with, with not only the team, the club fragmented and, and all sorts of problems. So, um, yes, we are on the right course. I don't think we're best. I don't think that we're finished article yet I think there's still room for improvement um, but no we are in contention and tight game a 1-0 win to Chelsea how about that Ooh. well there we go you see because I, I was going to say that as well actually because I, I find it hard to ever predict that Chelsea aren't going to win I just can't do it but I do think it's going to be really tight I, I think Southampton are, are definitely in form and I mean the fact they drew against City last week 1-1 I mean that was a decent result so, yeah, I mean, on the basis that I can never predict anything other than a Chelsea win, I'm also going to go for a 1-0. Uh, but what I'd also say in closing, of course, because I, I kind of moved back down into the area uh, a few years ago out of London. So I'm, I'm now, you know, only about 10 miles up the road from Southampton. So it's a match that I always enjoy having grown up here. So a lot of my mates that I grew up with down here are Southampton fans. So... For me, it has the additional edge of a local derby, so I will be enjoying the hostelries uh, before and afterwards and thoroughly loving it. Well, I hope that is the case, thoroughly loving it afterwards, and your friends aren't the ones with smiles on their faces. I'll be getting a lot of grief if we lose. Let's put, just leave it at that. Sure you will, Dave. Mate, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, just before we go, have you got any any more book signings coming up in the, the near future? I mean, I know we talked about the one in uh, Wimbledon, didn't we, last week? But any more in the pipeline? No, I'm actually uh, not a book signer, but I've got a Q&A, which uh, there will be a few books available and stuff down at Sutton United Football Club tonight. Ah, um, right. Uh, and there is the one in Wimbledon with uh, Chibs as well um, in a couple of weeks' time, which uh, we, we hopefully will speak about um, in the next week's show. Well, I look forward to that. Do you know when the one in Sutton is? Well, Sutton's tonight. Um, oh, it's tonight, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm making my way down there in a while. And, of course, the other one is the 12th of November. 12th of November, yeah. Okay, what well, excellent stuff. Well, look, people who are listening to this, there's still time to get down to Sutton Football Club tonight and uh, meet Kerry and hear what he has to say and get a few books signed as well. But uh, until uh, next Friday, Kerry, have a fantastic week. Enjoy the game on, on Sunday. Where are you going to be watching it? Not quite sure yet. Um, usually in front of the television. Um, it's the, I find yeah. it's the best place. People, uh, if you tend to go out for certain games, people yeah, are true enough. happy to uh, have a... Have a say which uh, some some of some of the sides are wanted and some of them aren't. So, quite right. The lesson on that one: uh, the front run is quite appealing. Nice and comfortable, and exactly that. And enjoy it at your leisure, as they say. Well, look, enjoy the game, mate. Have a cracking week, and uh, we'll catch up again next Friday. I look forward to it, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. Good luck. Yeah, you too, mate. Speak to you next week.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.